Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Projected Opinions Podcast, the best movie podcast, and under about the time it takes to commute to work. My name is Matt Noble. And I'm Nathan Payne. And today we're going to be bringing you a review of the film The Green Book. Yeah, some guy called over here, a doctor. He's looking for a driver. You interested? I am not a medical doctor. I'm a musician. I'm about to embark on a concert tour in the Deep South. What other experience do you have? Public relations. Do you foresee any issues in working for a black man? You and the Deep South? There's gonna be problems. Promise me you're gonna write me a letter. No problems. And that's from the trailer of the movie The Green Book, starring Viggo Morrison and Mahershala Ali. Um, Nathan, kick us off. What did you think in about a minute? Um, Spoiler-free, obviously. Yes. I knew almost nothing about this movie going into it. I got tipped off by a friend um, just last week to this movie. I hadn't seen any buzz, hadn't heard anything, so I watched the trailer the day before, and... And then I walked in. Um, I was actually very impressed with how they handled things. Um, Not really spoiler territory, but it's set in the 60s in the south of the United States. And there's one Italian and one black man as the protagonists. And so naturally you run into, you know, a few issues um, where a majority of the conflict comes from. And they handled it... um, very well, I think, very respectfully of the of the stories of the the characters, um, and at the same time pointing out, you know, obviously the problems with society. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. Um, in a 2018, where I haven't been terribly impressed with the movies coming to theaters, um, this was this was a good entry. And if you're looking for a good drama that's not you know, overly violent or uh, R-rated. I think this is right up any movie watcher's alley. That's fair. I thought it was um, well made, very well acted. Uh, I have not seen Vigo in something in a long time. It's been several years. I I, I think I've tried to watch Captain Fantastic mm-hmm. uh, a couple times and just. I can't get past the first five minutes for some reason. Uh, That's probably more on me than the film. Um, So I did enjoy this film. I kind of was surprised at how lightly they walked um, the line of these subject matters. There's a lot going on in this film. uh, And I kind of felt like they... I don't want to say they took the easy way out. But I'm surprised in the context of today's culture um that they did not hit things harder than they did well just to throw this out there this is the first drama the director's ever done um and his his most notable are comedies uh dumb and dumber and dumb and dumber 2 so to come from something like that to something like this uh and do as well as he did hats off and i think i think part of his the reason for that lightly walking around some of the subject matter might be that he's testing the waters or he didn't want to be too heavy with it um, coming from a lighter background. I don't know. Um, But yeah, they 
did seem to focus more on the personal aspect of the story as opposed to both of them in the larger world. There's a few yeah. cases where it really comes to a head, but it's that's not the the point. The point is these two people getting to know each other. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go with that. And you kind of touched on this, the historical realities of what the green book was and the culture of being an african-american traveling throughout the u.s in a uh supposedly post-segregation context uh was not a reality that many of us understand or have experienced and i I, i'm kind of just surprised that they didn't highlight like more maybe it's the historian in me Mm -hmm. i I thought we would have like moments of like here's an aside to like this is what the thing is Mm -hmm. this this is why the green book's important or or Mm -hmm. these are the uses uh because you would have to use it Mm -hmm. because because you don't know where it's because there's several times in the film where they end up being in a kind of like a a bad place um for the character dr shirley uh Mm -hmm. played by ali uh it's like those those situations were probably most easily avoided by using the green book which they apparently didn't which either they did not or like i mean we just kind of glaze over we don't actually know so and before we get into spoilers i guess i'd say the only real like critique that i have is that i don't understand why they called it the green book and you and i kind of talked about this in the theater is that it's it's apropos in the sense that it sets the setting but it it the impact on the story is surprisingly low for the movie being titled that i think it's in two shots of the film i think there's three okay but yeah they they pull it out once an act like at the beginning in the middle and towards the end and that's about it it's not it's it's a footnote it's not a plot point really I, I'm so. kind of surprised. Okay, let, let, we, we should get going uh, deeper into this because that, I have a few things that I'm I'm just now thinking about mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, let's talk briefly about before we hit spoilers: cinematography, directing, uh, acting, story. Are, are there any things that stood out to you? Especially since we're approaching award season, I think this is Oscar bait. A little bit, yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, I thought, technically, I thought it was very, very competently done. Like, I didn't really have any issues. And as far as the main point of this movie, it's really about the acting. It's The movie exists to highlight these two characters. And I think, I think they held their spotlight very well. Um, and... In in today's day and age of the indie kind of movies or the the not so well known movies kind of is steering away from the traditional Hollywood story structure, this movie adhered to it fairly well, mm-hmm. um, and it works. You know, it's it's that way for a reason. Um, and you know, at the end, you it it's a it's it's a well resolved story. I don't know how absolutely accurate it is but in in the inside of the movie i think they did the story very well 
Uh, so it is nominated for five Golden Globes, Best oh Screenplay, Best Director, Best Motion Picture, Best Performance by both the actors, Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Are they both up for for the lead? Or is one supporting? No, apparently Vigo is the lead. Interesting. And then Mahershala is supporting, which I, f- I find somewhat surprising because I'm pretty sure line-wise... Nah, maybe not. I, I don't know. I mean, as far as the story structure is concerned, Tony Lip is the main character. You're with him before mm-hmm. and after um, everything. And everything is from his point of view, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, but, so. Screen time wise, they're, they're virtually the same. Equal, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that. Think we can move on to spoilers? Yeah. All right. Spoilers starting right now. So the Green Book was in a document, a pamphlet, if you will, uh, of places that you could eat, stay, go uh, as a black person in America. America. And it also included... I think some territories as well. Yes. Uh, they had lists of places where you do not go, like sundown uh, cities like that were highlighted in the uh, the film. Um, it, it was basically how do you not either get imprisoned, beaten or killed or killed as an African American in the 60s? Yeah. And it was published, actually, I think, from the 30s until the 60s. They had many editions. Um, And all of this backstory, or at least the facts that I know about it, came from the IMDb trivia section. So I haven't done a a super huge amount of research besides that in the first paragraph of the Wikipedia page, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the things that kind of bothered me about the movie is I, I was expecting to get educated a little bit on its usage and and you know at least what opinions were of it you know and in a movie where uh dr shirley is so opinionated and has such uh such staunch beliefs on how he is to operate in a world that sees him the way that they do i'm surprised that we never hear his opinion on the, the fact that he should have to have that book or at least any aside mm-hmm. you know from the character about it and you know you see it just a few times the at the beginning it's given to uh tony and he sees it and he like one line tops explains it to his wife yeah that's it and then you see yeah, it on the front like, it's this book that uh, yeah people use <laughs> okay basically in in his uh you know very eloquent speech um he explains it and then you see it a couple of times on on his uh car bench as he's looking at it while they're driving and then you see Mm -hmm. it maybe once when they have to like hurry out of a place and find a safe hotel and like that's it and they don't even talk about it they just sort of assume that you know um so as somebody who's relatively uneducated in in that particular aspect like it would have been nice to get a real introduction to it 
Agreed. or at least have character context for it. Like, what do these characters think of this? Did they know about it? Like, do they appreciate it? Is it annoying? Like, anything. Yes, uh, I'm trying to go back to a tweet that I saw from one of my favorite film critics, Alyssa Wilkinson. She writes for uh, Fox and uh, is an incredible film critic. And uh, also, uh, side note, a professor as well. So um, she often does recommended reading and stuff like that. And uh, I, I found it very enlightening for film criticism or just like someone who's interested in uh, movie production. Um, but she made a big deal about like how underutilized the Green Book actually is in this film. Uh, and, and you and I kind of talked about how this film isn't interested in, in the Green Book at all. Like it, it doesn't really care. Uh, which is why the title is such a misleading title. Um, this movie is about two men becoming friends. Yep. Uh, two two unlikely characters becoming friends. Um, two prejudiced characters becoming friends. You know, through through that, like they each have their their pride and prejudice. <laughs> oh man, that was oh, a good man. one. I'm pleased with that. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little bit proud. No. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's there's obviously... I, I think they kind of somewhat hinted the point that, like, every sort of subset inside of American culture had their own things to deal with. And maybe it wasn't slavery, but, you know, the Italian character here is not represented as very educated or anything else. And I think, I think they... It's about understanding that humanity is more important than mm-hmm. what you think about things you don't know. But the title, therefore, mm-hmm. is completely irrelevant, even though it's pithy from the outside, and it seems to, like, if you didn't know what the movie was about, you read the synopsis, and you saw the title, and you saw some of the stills, or somebody explained it to you, like, it would make sense. And then you watch the movie, and it doesn't connect almost at all. Um... Sorry, an aside, Alyssa Wilkinson wrote an incredible article about this very thing. Um, It's titled, Green Book Builds a Feel-Good Comedy Atop an Artifact of Shameful Segregation. Yikes. (laughs) Uh, The movie is named after... I wouldn't classify the movie as a comedy. That's just me, though. I mean, Golden Globes did. Regardless, the movie is named after guides published for black travelers in segregated America... But its spin is all Hollywood. So she she didn't love the film's portrayal of this of the scenario, um, which is totally fair, obviously. Uh, but she dives far more into like, all right, so this is what you did not see. Like th- right. these are the important things that you you should look at. It's uh, you can find it on Vox. Highly recommend. Perhaps we'll tweet it after uh, after we're done here and post it on Facebook. Uh, great read. Soapbox over. <laughs> But yeah, it's the point is not the green book, mm-hmm. right. which is annoying because the title of a film should relate, like First Man. I mean, to be fair, it makes sense. It does. <laughs> uh, so let's talk your specialty, cinematography. Mm-hmm. I thought the film was uh, one of the more pretty films. It, nothing groundbreaking at all. Mm-mm. But it was at least done very competently compared to oh, yeah. several other films that we've seen more recently yes. where 
color lighting or like camera direction period did not exist or seem to be cared about that yeah. might be a little harsh yeah sorry venom crew but and see here's the thing is it's not really just like a, a bad movie is not a failure of right any single person you can't pin it on any single person because at the same time you could pin it on a single person because it's it depends on the movie so Talking some out movies, both sides of your mouth i, see I am i am uh, now you sound like venom some movies for instance the editor could wreck a nicely shot scene mm-hmm. because they don't put it together correctly in an other movie you might have the cinematographer not cover the scene with enough angles and the editor is just screwed and there's no way out and in some you could have pieces of both and in this movie you have competency all the way around at least mm-hmm. you know i never as far as editing which is something that you and i have harped on for the last several movies in particular because it it is an art that is very difficult and especially in the day and age of newer editors have never worked on film the old-fashioned way Mm -hmm. they haven't had to live with their consequences in the way that that people used to have to when they were cutting physical celluloid it's harder to learn the the discipline and the art of it in this modern era if you haven't had experience in the old-fashioned ways um and i think i i haven't read up on the editor um but I think this movie was the first in a long time that I didn't notice the editing, really. In mm-hmm. fact, when I did notice the editing, it was like, ooh, cool transition. Like, you know, just every once in a while you're like, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, like the car moves away and so like Right, yeah. you know, simple things. Nothing groundbreaking. Nothing groundbreaking. But see, that's the but thing. It was just nice. It, 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 you did not notice it. And that's best editing right there. Exactly. And the cinematography is kind of the same way. It's every once in a while you go, ooh, that's pretty. But like... That's not what makes good cinematography. Good cinematography is when you don't notice because you're paying attention to the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course I notice things because I make a point of noticing things. So that's I can't judge a cinematographer based on if I noticed his work because I'm going to because I'm looking. Yeah. But I don't think the average viewer will go into this and have issues where you know, they're pulled out of the story because something didn't feel right. Something looked funky or the edit didn't make them feel okay about it so you know hats off to the crew the the cinematographer this has the last thing that i know of is the green room Um, the green room oh the horror film Uh uh-huh interesting he's done a lot of films but none that i've seen um but also, random technical note, uh, this movie is one of like only three released with its aspect ratio. So the aspect ratio of a film is the width to height ratio. Um, and there was a, a new ratio that started with uh, Colin Trevorrow and the Jurassic World, mm-hmm. which is two to one. Mm-hmm. which hasn't been seen since like the 50s when they were still trying to figure out like what the new cinema ratio was going to be and universal has been releasing films in a two to one ratio recently since uh jurassic world and this was this was another one and i i was huh. wondering this was the only thing that made me shake my head like why why not just do it one eight five or two three five 
like the the cinema ratios that have been established mm-hmm. since the 80s mm-hmm. why make it two odd one. and i don't know uh two to one has a special connotation for netflix that's the that's the widest aspect you can do without their approval hmm. um so if you're if you're being funded by netflix you're required to have 4k uh camera and you're required to have two to one or or taller so that it'll fit on a tv better um and if you do widescreen you have to get permission um so maybe maybe they're looking at possible distribution ease of use later i don't know Hmm. or if it was just strictly artistic um, but a lot of people are finding that like an interesting kind of in-between cinema and television mm-hmm. thing. I've seen several projects shot on it recently, but this is the first one in a while. I see, I I've didn't notice it in the that, theater. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. Uh, because every once in a while, I'll be in a theater and go, this is different. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I, I do like it. And it's usually, I think when we watched um, Bad Times, mm-hmm. it was... Was it just two three five? It was two three. Yeah. Well, technically, it's two three nine is the official math on it. But yeah, because it was anamorphic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that's the native ratio. Like if you do anamorphic correctly, it's two, two three, three nine. nine. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was you know it was widescreen, very yeah. wide, and that 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 opening shot with the room and uh, uh, Nick Offerman's character running around in Spoilers it. Spoilers for. <laughs> Bad times, it's, I guess. It's the opening scene. <laughs> Nick Offerman is in the opening scene. That's all I said. And it's a very wide-angle shot, static, and it's beautiful. It's one that room scene completely in, in is your view. one of my favorite scenes ever. Ever? Right really? now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, we can't get too far. Okay, okay. We're already over time. Okay, so... I digress. Any closing thoughts? Green Book. I think you kind of have to take this for what it was intended, yeah. which is a two-person character drama. Yep. And you can't... Loosely based on real events. S- set in events that it does not explain. That's fair. Uh, these two characters did exist. They were friends. This trip did happen. The Green Book was present. Right. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, apparently they were friends until... They died. They died. Like, they spoke. And, and in fact, I think Tony uh, Vallelonga was actually in some Hollywood movies. I think he's later. Cr- credited with the writing on this. Yeah, I think there was a book or a memoir. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. family was actually heavily involved in the making of this movie. His son was um, on Advisor. set and and had a really good relationship with Vigo. Um, hmm. Invited him over to their house. You know, they had six-hour dinner kind of thing. Oh, like a yeah. normal Italian dinner. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it was approved... As far as, as the main points by the people that mattered, I guess. Uh, so let's let's kind of like down to brass tacks. Recommend? Do not recommend? If you like watching movies for acting, go see this movie. If you like watching movies for historical accuracy, you'll probably be a little bit annoyed, but you'll be a little bothered. I don't think. If if you are so annoyed by the absence of historical anecdotes or asides, then you probably hate most movies. <laughs> uh, having studied history, 
like having taught having taught history true true that uh and knowing like the incredible amount of ignorance in the general public sorry general public uh it's true Uh, know where the atlantic ocean is and when the civil war happened just those are basics uh ouch ugh (laughs) this I think this film is is fine like it's still interesting it's Mm -hmm. still a good watch and I think a lot of people don't know anything about the green book Mm -hmm. or any other travel like Mm -hmm. advice pamphlets that were published during Mm -hmm. that time period uh it's it's in vogue right now. Like that, it's being talked about. It's in conversation. Educate yourself. See the film. It's worth it. There's nothing bad in it. I Unless, was shocked. Uh, a little bit of language offends you, but oh, yeah, that's so, the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Italian. That it's PG thirteen, is it not? It is, but that that allows them a couple uses of yeah. the N word. So if, if that true. pushes your button, then just be warned. Yeah, you should go go in knowing that some things can happen, but it's yes. not nearly as bad as a lot of stuff that we've seen. So, uh, I enjoyed it. I I, I think I gave it, it like well. a yes. Yeah. I give it a seven and a half or, or eight right now. Yeah. All right, go see uh, Green Book in theaters right now. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs>